old school Paul, new school Justin. Man, y'all still going to school though. <laughs> Sit down, listen up. Father, son, y'all think it's just another one. Fade the Vader, they be grading players, all it's done is. Made the piper pay me, and they've been grinding lately. Up late, hit the waivers, don't hate the player, hate me. It's just a game boy, never gifted one on Christmas. Instead, I asked for ships to hit everything off my wish list. Check the litmus, do y'all really not get this? Hit this triangular shaped button, I don't want you to miss this. But I guess that's really none of my business Me risky free, cruise with Paul and Justin just listening Yards after contact and catch, that's a lot of distance The kind of info make me wanna blow opponents kisses But I gotta be clear, there was one key difference Relationship is deep in this vent of ellipses Like how Justin agreed to washing all the dishes I'm just grateful Paul turned the miss into the missus Father son pie, get down on the get down If you don't get it now, then get, get out Father son pie, sit down and get rich now if you're not feeling it now then get get out what's up everybody welcome to the father son fantasy football podcast my name is paul my name is justin and if you guys are new we are father son fantasy football we have two episodes per week in the in season with occasionally a bonus episode here or there this is our week two or our weekly recap episode where we go over some of the games we thought were important stats and whatnot what we saw what we think we can see moving forward some trends and then we also give you guys some buy low trade targets and people to maybe sell high on if the opportunity presents itself. And since we do this on a like a Wednesday area, we recap the Monday night game because we didn't get to do that yet. But I think we're gonna right. start with the Monday night game. Let's start Let's with the start with the Monday night game. Start with the Browns Jets man. And let me tell you one thing. <laughs> OBJ baby, he's back. He had a, a nice catch down the sideline, which I feel like if most receivers in the league, they're not even gonna try to catch that ball. Because there was a little bit overthrown to the right, but he somehow caught that. What was your thoughts about that catch, dude? That catch was unbelievable. Brought me back memories as as the Giants. And he does that stuff all the time in practice to warm up. It, it was just unbelievable catch down the sideline one-handed. I mean, he saved Mayfield's day because Mayfield played like crap. His accuracy was all over the place. He didn't really play well. I mean, Odell had like 161 yards, I think, right? And that 189-yard catch for a that touchdown. That 89-yard catch for a touchdown, you saw the quick little slant routes where he does. And he took that thing to the house. To the house. I mean, unbelievable. I mean, they played the Jets. Twenty-one point seven miles per hour. It's the fastest this year. Twenty-one. Yeah, that's insane. And then after the game, he's getting interviewed, and <laughs> yes, he said, "I was talking Spanish for a little while." Spanish interview. He was like, "What?" And then they did it too. But before that, I mean, after that, in the post-game press conference, he was even saying uh, his hamstrings actually cramped up at halftime when he went out and. I don't get how you, you know, you're a professional athlete and you have hamstring cramps. Like, come on, dude. So that's a little annoying. But as a big OBJ fan, I'm so happy to see him back. And without him there, Baker is not looking good. But I still expect this Browns offense to keep improving as time goes on. And I'm saying around week six time is when you're going to see him back to full form and gelling with more chemistry. But if Odell Beckham can run 21.7 miles per hour, which is the fastest speed by a ball carrier on a scoring play this season so far, by the way, um, if he yeah. can do that with his hamstrings getting tightened up at halftime and all that, and he even mentioned at the end of his press conference that, yeah, my hamstrings are tightening up all game, so he's going to work on that. Then it's I want to see how fast he, he can catches, run. He had, he had six catches for 161 yards and a touchdown. Without and without that, uh, Without Mayfield, Baker playing well. Without Baker playing well, too. Yeah, Baker did not play well at he's all. He's looking like he's Chubb had a good game. I mean, Odell had a good game. Chubb had uh, 18 carries for 62 yards and a touchdown. I mean, 
He also caught four passes for, for 35 yards, 36 yards. He ran routes on 55% of dropbacks for the second straight week, which is a very good sign. You want to see Nick Chubb running routes because people always knock him for his passing work, but he yeah. did run routes. And if Baker just gets a little better, like I'm not saying Baker's going to run right now, but he's looking like he's a little like hesitant. I don't know what it is. Like He'll see reads, but he'll make sure he goes through every single progression before he throws the ball. Like Once he sees... And hopefully this game maybe like woke him up a little bit. Like, oh, I have a guy like Odell Beckham where I should just throw him the ball way more often because look what he right. can do with the ball in his hands. And I'm very, 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 very excited to see what's going to come this season. And I am happy to be an Odell Beckham owner in a couple of leagues. And I, I love it. So I'm all in on Odell Beckham this year. I think he's going to be a wide receiver too. I had him on my wide receiver too in my pre-draft rankings. I think he's going to finish there too right behind DeAndre Hopkins. And I have both those guys in one of my leagues, dude. Yep, that's good. But I mean, you, they, 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 the only thing that was concerning was uh, um, Chubb lost a lot of the third down work to Johnson, which I don't understand. They could have best been trying it. I mean, that's what Duke Johnson's role was too. And I have another Johnson coming and taking that role. But on the Jets side of the ball, real quick, Le'Veon Bell it looks like to be um, just a touch monster. This well, dude yeah, besides 10 him, balls. I mean, there's there's nothing. Uh, uh, Trevor's. Times. Broke his ankle. That was a terrible hit. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that my favorite so, player, so Miles Garrett. I don't. I, he even apologized after the game on Twitter. He said that he didn't mean to do that. His not his intention to hurt anyone. No, he didn't mean to do but it. That he was just his fell second, under him. That was his second pass, uh, roughing the passer call that game. And I was like, I don't know what he's doing. Like the ball's clearly out. But Miles Garrett was a beast that game. I think he had like three or four sacks, which is insane. So Miles Garrett, I said it on a podcast earlier. I said he's gonna have over. I actually have a bet with Sam, Mister Stompy. I think the over under on fourteen and a half sacks. And I took the over. I think Miles Garrett's going to have at least 18 this year. And I, I just love the way he plays and how fast he is and how strong he is. And this game, you saw if you don't have a stud left tackle, then he's just going to go right through you. And he just gets his way to the quarterback. But Le'Veon Bell is the only thing I'm talking here. This game, you can't really look at much because they don't have Sam Darnold right now. But Sam Darnold's eyeing a week five return. And so Le'Veon Bell is the guy who's catching all 10 of his targets, which is insane. So good for Le'Veon Bell moving forward. And you're not going to buy low on him because he did still put up points. Next game I want to go to that is the Sunday Night Football game. Falcons-Eagles was Sunday Night Football game, and Devonta Freeman still looks a like crap. And granted, it's the Eagles defense, but the Eagles defense is looking a little suspect right now. But my main takeaway from this game is a couple of things. One, Miles Sanders, once again, is getting the usage you want to see. It's a split right now, but buy him while you can. And i got to keep stressing this, that just to buy Miles Sanders because he gets all the high-value touches where he, he had rush attempts from the 8-yard line, 7-yard line on two separate drives, and his snap share may have dipped a little bit, but he still ran some routes, and I, I, I like him. I, I'm always going to like him. I'm waiting for him to break out, hoping my week 6, that's what I said in the preseason, because last year, Nick Chubb didn't break out to week 8, week 9, dude, so I'm keeping an eye out for Miles Sanders. I think it's going to happen earlier than what happened last year. And then in this game, the big takeaway, I think, bigger than Miles Sanders, is the Eagles lost Dallas Goddard, Alshon Jeffrey, and Deshaun Jackson early. All in the first half. So you know what this means? What's that mean? It's going to be Jaws. <laughs> Jaws is coming to theaters way sooner than what you think it's going to come to. It is coming to theaters possibly this week. I am excited for J.J. Arcega-Whiteside to finally show oh, he's going He's going to get a shot now because they're, they're hurting exactly. now and, and wide receiver, so he, he's definitely going to get a shot. So, Th- this game was like a bloodbath for the Eagles. I mean, Eagles, even Wentz kept getting hurt, hitting the ribs and everything, going down. I mean, Wentz was 25 of 43 for 231. I mean... He does not look good. He, I don't know what? if it's hurt, but he like he threw a pick to Desmond Trufant when he was sitting down on the ground. How do you do that? 
Yeah. He yeah, doesn't look know. great. He's looking at himself. Hopefully he gels. But my big note, my single right here is Miles Sanders. Buy Miles Sanders. And if you do this, have a deep bench spot, which is at least like six bench spots, and you have a guy that's projected under like six points this week, I would drop that player and I would go pick up J.T.R. Siegel Whiteside because he could break out this week. And I think they can eventually see that, you know, he can take some work away from the other starting guys when they get back. They're saying that, you know, Deshaun Jackson's all like day to day. Alshon Jeffries day to day, but in reality, these injuries are things that you can't just sugarcoat. Like they originally in the right. report was two to four weeks. I'm saying at least a couple of weeks for both these guys to miss. So J.J.R. Siegel Whiteside is the guy, and another you did, Carson once struggled, but both Matt Ryan struggled. Yeah, too. I mean Matt Ryan he, he did, did too, but Julio saved the game for him. Yeah, exactly. So all these fantasy points Matt Ryan had, if you take away that Julio touchdown on fourth and three on a screen pass that Julio did all the work for, yeah, and he, that, did. It, he did all so the work. Without that, like. What does Matt Ryan do that week? And it's and the Eagles have a really bad pass defense too, which is that's not good. So the Falcons got lucky there, and Julio's gonna Julio, I guess, some games. So, and Devontae Freeman looked like crap again. Yeah, and Sam's excuse, Zombie's excuse is, oh, they faced two good defenses. Nah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're just gonna keep waiting then. Still <laughs> had eleven carries for twenty-two yards. Terrible. Yeah, not not that good. The next game I want to go to is Bears Broncos. You want to talk about a terrible game, dude? Holy crap! Um, wow, not good at all. Tariq Cohen. Yeah. Uh, had 40 slot snaps in week one to just five. So, I mean, he's not a slot receiver. There's not much takeaways from this game, in my opinion. Anthony Miller practiced, and his snap percentage went up by 31%. But the, and then you guys right now, buy low on Allen Robinson because if a team's going to throw for 120 yards, what are you expecting receivers to do? You know, there's 120 yards to go around to the whole team. Right. Like, what are you expecting? So buy low on right. Allen Robinson because he got targeted heavily in week one and he still has a very very high whopper rating I mentioned whopper last week it's, it just weighs out the opportunity of air yards receiving yards and all that together so my buy low is Allen Robinson I'm buying him in any league I don't have him in and then yeah you want to mention I mean, your boy David Montgomery not, yeah Montgomery looked good I thought he looked good I they, mean they finally, finally they the used him. He, he, he saw more of a workload right yeah uh, he rushed for 62 yards and a touchdown and 18 carries and as of Mike Davis I believe just had three touches so I mean, it looked good for him, but, I mean, Trubisky was terrible. On the other side of the ball, I mean. Speaking of terrible, he's so bad. Like, I have him in one is? of my superflexes. Mr. Trubisky, he's just awful. Like, yeah. This dude's not yeah. a passer. So, I literally dropped him in my other league for Mason Rudolph. Yeah. I don't even care. I don't want Mason yeah. Trubisky anymore. He's just so bad, and it hurts to watch him. And it makes it painful. So, what was he going to say? Yeah. Flat, on the other side of the ball, Flacco threw 50 times. <laughs> yeah, this game was just a crapshoot. It was like it was disgusting. I'm not going to spend much time on it, but, yeah. like, what's your thoughts no. about Emmanuel Sanders coming back from Achilles? Because I never expected this to be this good. He looks he looks good after yep. tearing your Achilles, which I didn't think was possible to look this back, but maybe this is just another step in the right direction for modern medicine, the way people are able to recover from these ACL tears quicker than they used to ever, and maybe now Achilles, but I wonder how bad of a tear it was on his Achilles because it looked bad, right. but insane. 13 yep. targets, 11 catches, 98 yards, and a touchdown, which was a ridiculous catch in the end zone. I don't know if you saw it, but back corner, he I don't, I don't even know. I was like, what the heck? How? Yeah, so, wow. Yeah, he's good, but not going to lie, I, I think I'm going to sell high on Emmanuel Sanders right this week. All right, you can probably get some good value for a guy who's still— You probably could. Yeah, yeah, you'd get good value. And I don't trust Joe Flacco, and his average at the target was just 5.9, and that, that's not that right. great. It's close to line scrimmage, but I would sell high. And this Broncos offense doesn't look good. Philip Wentz didn't really look good. The split's closer to 50-50 with Royce Freeman, but the Bears yep. defense, hard to take away many takeaways. I did like what I saw out of Royce Freeman this, year, this week. Now— 
I really want to spend a little bit of time on this game, and it was the game of the week. It was the Rams-Saints. Saints got screwed again by the refs because they blew it dead. When it, why you yes, don't they did. How the, many times can they keep getting screwed? I, I mean, know. come on. If you don't blow the, the dead, it's a touchdown, and you can review it and say, oh, yeah, touchdown on the field. But, of course, the ref blew it dead. Um, another takeaway, Drew Brees. The quarterback's dropping like flies this week, man. Yes, it's, they it are. Sucks. It sucks. The last couple of weeks, he was dropping like flies. But, yeah, Mason Rudolph is now in for Big Ben. We're going to talk about soon. But Teddy Bridgewater looks to be a starter right now for Drew Brees. He didn't, he didn't look good. He did not look good either. And then no. Brees, it was his thumb because he threw the ball and hit Aaron Donald's hand, which is the one hand I would not want to hit because that man is that man is strong. But So they, they might go to Hill this week as a starter. They're going to use both. 100%. Who knows? They're going to they're they're 100% both. use both. And but Brees going out hurt this whole team. It hurt Alvin Kamara. He didn't have much running room. He was limited to 45 yards on 13 carries. He caught one pass for 15 yards. I mean, with Breeze sets up that whole. Whenever you lose a starting quarterback with the talent of Breeze, I mean, the whole team's going to suffer. It is. Um, what's are you? If you have Alvin Kamara or Michael Thomas, are you trying to sell them? Because right now it's going to be kind of hard to sell unless someone wants to buy low on them. I'm kind of on the the side of where I'm trying to buy low on them, but I'm not going to sell on no like low ball offers. I'm going to try to offer like a decent price for it, but you know, I'm not giving up the actual value for Kamara, but I'm giving up like a value. For like, yeah, I mean, the, the like, thing you got to re- remember is, like, that's what I'm saying. Is Breeze is coming back in about six weeks, so he's going to be out for a little while. These guys' value definitely is going to drop. I mean, I, I I wouldn't spend a lot of money on them because you, you don't know what they're going to they're going to hurt you for six weeks. So until Breeze comes back, and we'll see how Breeze comes back with his thumb if it's even healed 100 yeah, percent so I, mean, I don't know what ligament it was. I'm taking anatomy and physiology right now. I'll learn it soon, I guess, but. What I understood was they taped it up and he couldn't grip because your thumb's used for a lot of gripping things. So yeah. on the sideline, they had him like trying to get a ball and the ball. Yeah, just, he like, was dropped. trying. He wanted he to get back out there. You could see him. He, he couldn't. So a smart thing getting surgery and hopefully he comes back. And then the wider series for this, the Rams, it's going to be hit or miss every week. I think the most consistent option in this passing game is Cooper Cup. He looks good off the ACL. Yeah. Robert Woods had his worst game in a couple of years. And then Cooks is going to have a splash weeks here and there. So. It's hard to maybe buy low on Brandon Cooks, possibly, even though he had a decent yeah, but week. But even golf didn't look good. Golf no, didn't yeah, look good. Golf either. hasn't looked good the first two games, but then again, no. when in the NFL recent history have you seen quarterbacks and teams play to like their full potential in the first two weeks? It, right. It's hard to take a lot from it. So this, this is all like still a little bit of grain of salt, but people, teams and players are getting more accustomed to their offenses and more chemistry and getting in the swing of things still. And speaking of the swing of things, Patrick Mahomes, dude. Chiefs oh Raiders, gosh. this dude is a beast. 549 air yards. Gosh. That's his career high by 82 air yards. What he did in the second quarter, he was throwing 40, 50-yard bombs like there was nothing, effortless. And, guess, just, dude, and right on the money. This is without Tyreek Hill. Right. People thought they'd go. He's got a lot of weapons now without Hill, Hill there. Any one of them guys is going to be a star on any given week. We don't know who. This week was a, a Demarcus a Robinson. Star. Demarcus Robinson went off, yeah, and Robinson if you have Robinson, off. you sell high real quick because Tyreek Hill's coming back. Reports out today said he was in the locker room not wearing a sling anymore, and he was dribbling a basketball with both hands, which is a good sign yeah. for the collarbone because you're moving down, so it's, he's, right. he's going to be coming back sooner than later. So I would try to package Demarcus Robinson with a sell high, such as Emmanuel Sanders, and maybe try to upgrade your wide receiver position. Uh, I wouldn't go as low as... Alan Robinson, I'd maybe try to you know get someone a little ahead of him, but it's gonna be hard. You gotta look where your team needs in and try to target that guy. But the Marcus Robinson and Emmanuel Sanders, you package those two together so if you have them possibly. That's what I was. Yeah, because he's not gonna do that every every week. No, McCole Hardman had a seventy-two yard touchdown called back after he also had yeah. a forty-two yard touchdown. So I like him as a flex play this week against Baltimore. It's gonna be a fun game to watch. But Sammy Watkins still got the targets, thirteen targets, but he didn't really do much. 
And thank goodness, because I was going against him this week, but that week one. And then Travis Kelsey's doing Travis Kelsey things. The right. takeaway on the Raiders' side is Derek Carr looked not that great, but it's, you know, going against Mahomes isn't the easiest thing in the world. It's like, oh, I got to no, play catch Especially up when you're behind like that. Yeah. And Josh Jacobs. I mean, Jacobs ran for just under 100 yards with, for, with 12 carries. So, he, I mean, he had a decent, decent day. Yeah. So, my man, uh, Ben Gretsch, he works for CBS. He does a lot of reports on, like, the games and takeaways. And he... Uh, he gave up a ton of uh, snaps in negative game scripts. So he ran just 12 pass routes compared to uh, Jalen Richard and DeAndre Washington, who both combined for 21. And if Josh Jacobs didn't have a 51-yard run, then correct. it wouldn't have been a good day for him. Right, and correct. he only, he, you know, I mean, they're still going to use Jalen Richard, I guess, when they're down. So it's only week two. He had a lot of usage in week one against the Broncos. So this week against Minnesota is where I want to see if they are trailing. Are they going to use Josh Jacobs or are they going to go back to Jalen Richard? And I think that's what you got to keep your eye out for. So after right. this week, maybe if he doesn't do that well, possibly buy low, depending on right. usage. But listen to this podcast next week to see what we had to say about the game and what the takeaways are from the Raiders-Minnesota Vikings game. If you guys want to do that, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. That way you know when we post our episodes. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter, at FatherSonFF. My dad has a Twitter. Great tweets coming out of you today, Dad. I love the tweets. And it's at PaulFSFF. And then... My Twitter is at JustinFSFF, and we got some things coming to this podcast that are making us new, look better, and the keywords look, so we're, we're trying to rebrand ourselves a little bit, and we're going to have a new logo coming soon, so stay tuned yep. for that. And we already got a new intro song, now it's time to work on a logo. Yeah, we're getting that because done of, in the next few uh, days. the players in our background are outdated, so it's time to upgrade a little it bit. It is time to upgrade, so stay tuned for that on Twitter, you're going to see a logo change, and I got to update my avatar picture. Your avatar picture is also a little old, so we got to get some new pictures up there for people. Yeah, we'll get some new it. ones. Now, speaking of new ones, Dak Prescott got a new offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, and... Dak Prescott, dude. Holy crap. He looks Prescott is good. Awesome. I, I have him in one league. I'm glad I picked him up. Yeah. He he started his game three of seven passing, right? And yep. do you know what he finished the game with? Um, no, it's probably pretty good. 23 or 23. Yeah, with 269 wow. yards, three touchdowns. He has an, an accurate deep ball. And if Lamar Jackson wasn't doing the Lamar Jackson things this year, then Dak Prescott would probably be the highlight of the season so far. I mean, he, he looked good. He threw he threw touchdowns to Cooper, Witten, and somebody named Devin Smith. Somebody. Really? He's a guy who, if you guys didn't pick up and he's still available, you need a flex play. I would take Devin Smith because Michael Gallup has had two to four weeks for his arthroscopic knee surgery, but yep. I think he's going to be five weeks because you can't rush a guy back like that. I mean, it's just snipping, snipping the uh, meniscus, so it doesn't take long to heal. It's just snipping it. But why would you want right. to rush this guy back when your schedule is that easy? And, you know, like this week you're going against Miami. Like it's not going to be anything. Like this week you're going to start all your Dallas Cowboys. No right. doubt. And yeah. Devin Smith can yeah. be a nice little flex play if you're in a little pinch. Yeah, that spread is like 21 points, I think. <laughs> That's insane. It's, it's crazy. It, it, it's bad. It's and crazy. then um, Miami's so bad. Miami's so bad. They're going to have a field day on them. They are. Just like every team. Scary Terry. You know who that is, Dad? Terry McLaurin is legit. McLaurin. He is. He is. He is good. Another strong, another strong performance. Another strong performance, and he is the clear number one on this team. He's getting the number one usage, and him and Keenum have a good rapport so far, and he can do it all. He's at 4 3 3 40. He has 277 air yards, which is insane, and he's an every-down guy. He's running all these routes. Uh, yeah, but Keenum, Keenum wasn't that good this week either. No. He's another, he's another guy put up 18 struggled. points. 
I mean, I, I his, his accuracy was crazy. Was was crazy. Now, many of his throws in the second half, he was overthrown, underthrown. Yeah, exactly. So, like, this is maybe like eventually they may bench Case Keenum, right? And people are like, oh, if Case Keenum goes down, and what's that going to do to Terry McLaurin, right? Well, well, they're consider they got to consider starting Haskins at Sooner some point. Later. Yeah, but people are going to be concerned, like you know, oh, Keenum has this chemistry right now with McLaurin. So what happens with McLaurin whenever Haskins goes in? But you happen to know who Terry McLaurin's college quarterback was? Is Ohio State. Uh, it's Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> Dude, he's right. got the rapport already. Perfect chemistry. So it's actually it could be better. About. So 4-3 wheels. This guy can run routes. He's good contested catch rate. I am all aboard Terry McLaurin, and I am trying to get him where I don't have him. And he looks good. He's a great flex play with upside every week because he has a long touchdown potential with that speed. And I'm wheels aboard the Terry McLaurin train. Next game I want to go to, Dad. Stefan takes his game. Uh, Kirk Cousins looks like crap. Not much you can yes, say about that. Minnesota, does. Green Bay. Green Bay's even still looks good. But Devontae Adams bounced back. Um, you didn't see much out of that. They ran the ball a lot. They had a 34 to 33 pass run ratio. So they th- ran well, the ball 33 the thing times. Was, at the start of this game, it looked like the Packers were going to blow out Minnesota. They led 21 to nothing at the start of the second quarter. I thought that they were going to blow them out. They're just going up and down the field. Yeah. I was, right? uh, Minnesota, uh, then they gave up a 75-yard run to Dalvin Cook. He looks good, dude. Yeah. I, I mean, if the Vikings want a, a reason why they lost, the game, they can blame the overpaid cousins who choked down the stretch, really. He did. He right? missed. He made awful throws. He had a deep ball of digs that he should have easily, like, hit. he was in stride. And you're not a full quarterback. You got to hit that. Like, yeah. and Diggs got thrown in triple coverage. Again, he had a touchdown called back. So Diggs had one catch, but that's just noise. If you can buy Diggs somehow, I would probably lean towards buying him, even though you got temper expectations because they're not passing a lot at all this year. They're, they're, oh, they're just cousins not. Was, only, was only connected on 14 of 32 passes. Cousins that's is not, not that's look not even good. 50%. He does not look good at all, and that's a concern. That's why I'm not a big fan of Diggs or Thielen this year. No, like they're gonna get theirs maybe, but their pass volume this year is just low, and that's why Mike Zimmer right. last year they fired John DeFilippo because he was passing too much. This year they brought in Stefanski, and they're running the ball more. Look what Dalvin Cook's doing. Right. He's got at least 20 rush attempts in both games, and he looks great. So Gary Kubiak, Aaron, Aaron Jones looked great finally too. It's a trap though. It is a trap. I am selling Aaron Jones. What are you, out of your mind? I will tell you why. So thanks again to Ben Gretsch. So Aaron Jones, despite having his performance this week, right, he rushed 23 times and caught four passes for, for 27 yards. But he didn't dominate the backfield. Um, the duo combined for 39 total touches. And This is true. You saw Aaron Jones' snap percentage go down 4%, and Jamal Williams' go up 8%. And Jamal Williams is, I mean, I saw... Uh, Peter King tweeted out today, Jamal Williams is what people wanted Latavius Murray to be. <laughs> and it's the unfortunate right. truth so far. You wanted a guy in a good offense playing the secondary role who's going to have some value, and that's Jamal Williams. So if Jamal Williams is available on your waiver wire, I would definitely go at him. He had ran more routes, and he had nine carries, and his decent usage on the ground. And Jones still targeted him 6-4 to four still. But I think it's a sell high on Aaron Jones because if you can, because he had a good game, you can't. I want to see what they do this week because they play two tough defenses the first two yeah. games. So I want to, I want to see how they use these, they, these guys in week three. The reports even came out. Lafleur said he wants to kind of do an even split in the backfield too. But if you can somehow get a good value back for what Aaron Jones is this week, so you can upgrade a running back or get a better wide receiver or package a Demarcus Robinson, like I mentioned earlier, with an Aaron Jones to upgrade a little bit, I would definitely be open to doing that because it. Aaron Jones looked good. It's hard to sell a guy like Aaron Jones because he is that talented and he looks that good. But 
I want guys who are going to hit volume. I'm not going to chase these past week's results necessarily. I want to chase like the stats and the opportunity right. shares. And it's a little concerning to me that they are splitting it because if I was the coach, I would get Aaron Jones the ball 80% of the time plus. Like, I don't know why you wouldn't, but it's just, I don't know. You He's going back to what McCarthy did last year, and I don't like this the looks of that. Next game, I want to go to right. Lions Chargers real quick. Austin Eckler. Wow. There's, you, I mean, you can maybe try to trade him away to get some max value, and maybe you can package something with, with something else to get a running back that's a little underperforming right now. Maybe buy low on Kamara with an Eckler plus package. You have to do a decent plus probably because people do know that Melvin Gordon is coming back soon. So I wonder what uh, Eckler's role is going to be. But my main takeaway right. also here is that Keenan Allen is well, just stepping into that the target. Well, what the, Chargers, what the Chargers need to do is I, I think with Henry out, I mean, Eckler's receiving ability – is, is crucial for the Chargers offense. So he's very valuable now, like you said, with Henry out. But even even Justin Jackson didn't do bad. He had like 60 yards rushing. Yeah, he didn't do attempts. bad, but do you see but the what reason, does? the reason why they lost the game, right, is because the Chargers missed two field goals and a fumble by Eckler at the goal line. He fumbled. But they, they gave him the ball right back after he fumbled. They did do that. Yeah, and but they they missed two field goals. So, I mean, there, there's a yeah, difference in the game. That, that Field goals matter. Field goals are kind of like free throws in basketball. Galladay was the highlight. Was the was the game saver of this? He's game. looking he like the hero of the He's game. looking like a number one. He is getting well, he the targets. Eight of ten targets for 117 yards, one touchdown. He looks good. He looks very very good. The the, the sad part is a dis- disappointing day for Hawkinson. He was he only caught one ball for seven yards. Yeah. Uh, so all the hype on him. He had a great week one. Then he kind of went back to reality week two. I'm going to see what he does in week three. The issue I have with him is just volume. Like where is he going to get it? Because it's a run heavy right. offense, and if the Galladay is going to get at least eight targets a game. Which is what it's looking like, and it's it's tough. Like, but you had you had two wide receivers in this game, Galladay and Allen, who got the majority of their targets and both did very very well. Keenan Allen, I think he has the upside to have a top five season right now. But I think he's hundred percent gonna be top ten this year. We talked about him in the offseason. We liked him a lot. We took him over Adam Thielen, and I I didn't get Keenan Allen on any of my drafts this year just because I wasn't going. I mean, I didn't really have an opportunity to because you were in my drafts and you took him before I even got to right. get him. So. Good job. Yep. But yeah, hold Keenan Allen. Maybe sell a high before Allen, um, Hunter Henry comes back. But you got to sell a high to get some, like, you know, a stud, like a Julio or an Odell. Oh, yeah. He's because he's a stud. He, he's he's a, stud. a stud. He's Keenan Allen. And at, we had Derek on the show, too. You got to put some respect on this man's name because the opportunity to share is huge. Yes. Um, Patriots versus a high school football team. They, I they, want to they talk just about won. It. There's nothing to talk about there. Antonio I mean, Brown looks like he's going to target it. It hurts Josh Gordon more than I think it hurts Edelman because Edelman's going to have that security blanket role with Tom Brady. And you can't look at the stats here and be like, oh, Edelman's not going to do anything because why are you going to throw the ball that much if you're up by that many points? Like, there's no point to even, you know, why? So it was a Sony Michelle game and he ran the ball a lot. I mean, it was a Patriots defense. Uh, Their defense uh, is good. Patrick threw two pick sixes. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, they, they, the the Dolphins suck. Yeah, they do. They trade away. There's no other way to say it. There's no other way to say they it. have picks Patriots though. Beat them up on both sides of the ball. They they did, and the, they have picks. The Dolphins also just traded Minka Fitzpatrick, who's their defensive back, to the Steelers for a first round pick. So now they have a potential top ten pick plus their pick, and they have more picks in the future. So I'm gonna keep an eye out during draft season on what the Dolphins are gonna do because these picks can make or break what their future is gonna be, and they have the picks to move up and get a couple of top picks. So I'm excited to see what Dolphins are going to do in the draft. It's going to be fun to watch that aspect of the rebuild, but it does suck for the players right now. And I hopefully rumors are Kenny and Drake may get traded. Now in a game where I thought it was going to be a fun game, 
it wasn't. It was the Texans-Jaguars. It was the worst game until the end of the fourth quarter. Not many takeaways here. Duke Johnson's snap percentage dropped 25%. I, I'm just upset about it, dude. I don't get it. Like, yeah, Carlos High looked fine, but on a per-touch base, Duke Johnson has 5.9 yards per carries on 15 carries, and Hyde has 5.8 on 30. So yeah. Hyde's getting more credit right now because he has a larger sample size, but Duke isn't playing poorly. So I want to see them flip that role maybe next game and see what happens if we have Duke Johnson this kind of workload. You know, maybe they're trying to test the waters right now. I'm not really sure. Right. But interesting right. to see. Will Fuller got a full share of snaps. He looks fine. Just Deshaun Watson didn't look that great. Fournette played 97% of the snaps this week. Um, Minshew didn't look anything special until that last drive with DJ Chark going to the house. And DJ Chark looks to be his main target. And people may panic on D.D. Westbrook. I know people were high on him. His first 12, 12 attempts, he only had 57 yards. <laughs> was not good. But that mustache is going to play on Thursday night this week. Yeah, it is. And I'm starting him because I think can't. But then he looked like Joe Montana in the final two drives <laughs> of the afternoon. Exactly. Right? So, I mean, he's getting a shot. All these guys who are hurt and the, the second, third stringers are coming in, good for them. They're getting a shot to see what they got, and we'll see what happens moving forward. Yeah. It's... it's it's weird. I mean, Minshew, I think, can bounce back. You're not gonna, yeah. You know, like, it's divisional games are always tough, and he's getting used to it. But DJ Chark seems to be his main target. And people who are high on D.D. Westbrook, like someone else pointed out to me on a podcast, he was saying, like, all offseason, you had Minshew running with the second team snaps. And who's on the second team in practice is DJ Chark. It's Chris Conley. And D.D. Westbrook and uh, Q and Cole were playing with the ones in camps, which was with Nick Foles. So they didn't really have right. that report. So right now the report he has is with DJ Chark and Chris Conley. So Chris Conley's not a slouch either. So both those guys are waiver ads for me. And it's, a, it's just a hold on D.D. Westbrook. So maybe eventually, you know, it's only been one week since they had practice together. So maybe eventually if he keeps throwing to D.D. Westbrook in practice, you can see him go up. Um, don't panic on DeAndre Hopkins. You got shadowed by Jalen Ramsey. So uh, what do you expect him to do, you know? Joe Nancy is one of the most consistent, right. best quarterbacks in the league. And I think he's going to go to the Chiefs. I don't know where you think he's going to go. Uh, Jaguars are asking for two first-round picks for him. And I do believe. Uh, we'll, we'll I want to see him on the Chiefs. Is anybody going to trade for him? Uh, yeah. Uh, he's going to get traded by Friday, you're saying. And I think the three teams right now that are in the run for the money are the Seahawks. No particular order. Seahawks, Eagles, and Chiefs. And I like to see him on the Chiefs because I don't want to see the Patriots win. I want to see the Patriots lose in the AFC. So that's my goal here. And. Hey, next game I want to talk about, man. I called it. I told you. Tyler Lockett may have had two targets last week, but this past week he had 13 targets, 12 targets. And, yeah, 12 targets. And he wasn't just a down-the-field guy. So last year his average at the target was 13.6. This game it was 6.8, which means he's getting targeted all over the field now. And I think that's perfect for what you want in Tyler Lockett. And I am excited to see what's to come. He looks to be a not a target hog necessarily, but he's getting a target a lot if they keep this game plan up and he should be able he should be getting a lot of targets what's your thoughts about this chris carson thing he fumbled he fumbled the ball twice and then you got yeah i think that hurts his value and i think it uh, helps penny's value it does i think Uh, that the the gap is closer now i think they're gonna go more to a timeshare now even timeshare and see what happens and and moving forward yeah but i definitely them two fumbles definitely hurt him yeah is it possible a buy low situation on Chris Carson? Because I don't think they're going to go right to Penny right away, but the, the, the gap, like I said, is going to close a little bit. But I don't think- Yeah, you, you could buy low on him. I mean, I would take, I would still take him and buy buying low. Gotcha. And then uh, one thing, last thing I want to mention on the Seahawks side of the ball, 
DK Metcalf is improving every week, and I'm ex- I'm rooting for this guy because he got passed on like crazy in the draft, and the Seahawks got a great guy who wants to work hard, and it helps you having Russell Wilson. So the one and two on this offense is Lockett Metcalf, and I'm still surprised at what Metcalf's doing after having that knee surgery and like two weeks before the season started. But I'm happy for him. I'm rooting for this guy. And on the Steelers' side of the ball, Ben Roethlisberger, man, out for the year. Like I said, quarterback's uh, dropping the flies. I mean, I feel bad for the guy. Yeah, and this, I think. Definitely something was hurting. He tried to play through it in the first half. You see him shaking his arm all the time. Yeah, it, it wasn't good. Those two tendons that connect the ulnar and the radius to the humerus. And, you know, the elbow, you can't really. You know, those kind of, you know, he had surgery. You can't really throw the ball if those two tendons aren't connected. It's not easy. Um, Mason Rudolph's back in, and I don't think there's a better chemistry in the NFL, arguably, than Mason Rudolph and James Washington. They played together at college. You saw, right. you saw what they did in preseason. I believe that Dante Moncrief is droppable in all leagues now. Um, he's just, uh, it's not a point of even playing him because now it's going to be James Washington's season. People are scared about Juju. Buy low on Juju. <laughs> like, he's going to get his. He's, he's the number one. And he had another, like, eh kind of day, but he's on pace for 90 catches and 1,300 yards. And right. it's maybe the most boring 93, 1,300 yards, but Mason Rudolph's not a slouch. And people are going to say, oh, he didn't look that great. But, dude, if you're set on the silence, you just get thrown into a game. Like, what are you expecting the guy to do to it at the bench, you know? Right, exactly. So, another week of practice. And I think this also helps Vance McDonald's value. You saw he did in the red zone. Yep. Two touchdowns from Rudolph. Connor got injured, didn't practice today. Jalen Samuels is the must-add or trade for. Buy, get him right now because these injuries, they're always like, oh, fine, he's healthy. No, no, no. Get, J- get Jalen Samuels because he has the size, speed that you want to see. He's got the size for running back, and it's a good offensive line still. And I don't think his offense is going to tank. I tweeted out today, Mason Rudolph is going to be more than serviceable in two quarterback leagues. Right. Like, I think he's going to be fine. I think he's going to be better than Mr. Trubisky. I, I did that. I dropped Mr. Trubisky and got Mason Rudolph. He's got the opportunity right there. He's got he's got some talent there to throw the ball to. Offensive so I'd like to see what he's going to do. Exactly. Now, next game I want to go to that Cincinnati versus the 49ers. Uh, Matt Breida looks great, and so did Raheem Mostert. But Matt Breida was the lead back, and Mostert took away some work, and a lot of it was he on did. the passing work. But Matt Breida, 12 rushes, 121 yards. And he had this 32-yard gain from nothing. Um, I'm going to retweet it. So yes, when I go to my retweets recently, I, I'll retweet it again. This run was insane. I don't know if you saw it, Dad. I can show you after. But it was an insane run. And it looked like Saquon Barkley kind of out there, but not as fast. <laughs> yeah. Um, Debo Samuel. I mean, I mean, go ahead. I mean, Grappolo torched the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Torched them. He was 17 and 25, 297 yards, three touchdowns. To, to different players except Kittle. Kittle didn't get in the end zone this week. He had three catches for 55 yards, but Debo got in the end zone. Uh, Goodwin got in the end zone, and and Mostert got in the end zone. Are you buying low on George Kittle? You know, he hasn't really done nothing this, yet, which I'm is, very this surprised. Why it's a buy low scenario. So in week one, he had two touchdowns called back. And in this week, they were crushing the Bengals, and he – you know, he didn't really get targeted that much, but he caught all three of his targets. And I think it's a perfect by low scenario because people are starting to doubt him now. I mean, I don't know why you're doubting him. He's still George Kittle. Like, you wait. He's going to get his targets soon. But Debo Samuel, he looks good. Yes, he does. I mean, he's getting an opportunity for a rookie ride receiver. He's definitely. I liked him uh, back in March or April. We did a thing before the draft. We had a mod come on the show and we talked about our wide receivers we liked. I was really high on Debo Samuel. I see he's like a number three wide receiver in his draft class, and I like the way because he's just like a running back at the slot position, and he looked 
really, really good. And right. I, I think it's a possible buy low, but he's more of a, a waiver wire target that may go under radar a little bit because people are going for Demarcus Robinson this week and those kind of guys. So that's on that side of the ball. Mixon, I wouldn't really worry about it that much because he's injured and still playing injured. But yeah, I think they're favoring him because he's injured. I think I think he's going to get the work here pretty soon when he, when he's they're trying to get him back to 100. percent Which I'm not I'm not worried about Mixon. What's your just thoughts yet. on John Ross? I mean. Everybody thought he was a one-week wonder. Well, if he didn't have that last he, touchdown, then he would have had it. Yeah, hit. but still, he but still he had it, and he, he he's a boom-bust player right now. And so far, two weeks, he looks he looks pretty good. So I mean, if you have him, you got to keep starting him till he till he does till he does you wrong. Tyler Boyd still looks to be a target hog, ten for ten for a one twenty-two. Um, I think those targets may take a little dip when AJ Green comes back, just because you know naturally yep. you're gonna have him come back. But he looks to be the secure, safe bet because he's running in the slot. So. I want to see what happens when AJ Green comes back, but maybe a sell high on Tyler Boyd if you can get some for above value. But I don't mind having or holding him because he, we'll want to see what happens. And sure. Zach Taylor definitely did well, but you know AJ Green's gonna take away some targets when he comes back. Sure he is. Giants Bills. I'll have you take it away, man. Uh, oh what's the new? What's gosh. the news this week? The Giants what's the news again. This week, man? Two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row, they score on the first drive. They look like a brand new team, and then bleh, bleh, and I whoa, just want whoa, to throw whoa. up. I just want to throw up. I mean, come on, really? The Bills. So what happened? I mean, the Bills got a good defense. They did. They 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 torched them. I mean, one takeaway from this game for me is John Brown looks to be Josh Allen's favorite target, and he had eight targets and 110 air yards. But what happened after this game? What what happened with the Giants, dude? Do you tell people in case they somehow live under a rock? Well, they know because I put it on Twitter that they benched Eli. It's not all Eli's fault. Okay, I said that on he Twitter. He looks awful though. Give the, he did, but give the guy a break. He's won two Super Bowls. When he started in the league, like I said on Twitter, he, he came in in the second half of the season for Kurt Warner, and he, he got hit all around, bumbled all around. Every team goes highs and lows. Eli's been there from the start. I mean, he's done a great job for the Giants. Is it time for him to, to get benched and uh, have give Daniel Jones a shot? I mean, they got to try something different. So, yeah, I think it's time. I mean, Eli's done his job with the Giants. It's time to move on. and and see what Daniel Jones, I mean, the, the, the kid's going to be put into a tough situation because the offensive line is terrible. They're going to be coming at him. So we're going to see he's going to be welcome to the offensive line isn't NFL. that bad. Bill's Patrick's is very, very good. Um, I think the Giants' yeah. offensive line is top half in the league. I think it's towards the back end of that first half. But their offensive line is not that bad. They're definitely a lot better than last year because they got Kevin Zeller from the Browns. So, well, the, the um, thing I like with Jones is, is Jones has got a little mobility. He looked good in the Eli is too. old and he, you know, he didn't run the ball at all. At least Jones will be able to run a little bit. And we're we're going to see what's going to happen. But yeah. it, it, it's going to take more than just quarterback play for them to turn the season around. Yeah, Their defense is, is horrendous. I agree. Horrendous. Yeah, definitely not a great defense. So start every player against the Giants defense. Colts, Titans. Yeah. Not much really want to say about it. It was like a low passing game as well. Both quarterbacks under 160 yards. Derrick Henry had a touchdown on the day again. He's the third running back in fantasy. But he had another touchdown that he could have had, but he got tripped up on his left foot. And then they threw the touchdown to the left tackle. I remember when he texted me because I wasn't watching these games. They're like some random guy scored for Tennessee. That was their left tackle who scored. <laughs> so yeah. the threw a pass out tackle. Um you have any other takeaways from this game? I mean, even both sides of the ball. I'm not real. I mean, the, the Colts had the ball with, with – they were up by two on their own 36. It was fourth and one with about a little over two minutes on the clock. The QB sneaked. They got a first down. Then the next three plays, they punted away. I mean, they had their chance. The Mariota threw a, threw a pick on fourth down. So they had their chance to win the game, but they didn't. So there's nothing really to take from this game. Now, 
Derrick Henry's the third third ranked running back right now. Um, yeah, I would sell low. I, I'd get rid of him. Why? I don't think he's going to be that good. Taylor Lewan's coming I back in, that in the beginning. Taylor Lewan, their starting left tackle, still hasn't came back from suspension yet, so their offensive line is just going to get a little bit of upgrade. Mariota looks a little like he's not looking awful, so I want to see some improvement. But this week he's going against Jacksonville, and yeah, if I remember correctly, what happened last time he went against Jacksonville? Listen, Derrick Henry ranks fourth among RBs in fantasy scoring on only 39 opportunities. He found the end zone three times in two games, despite notching only three goal line touches inside the 10-yard line. Exactly. And his 6.8 yard. Listen, let me finish. His 6.8 yards per touch is unlikely to be sustainable when his previous career high is only 5.1. Okay, especially concerning for Henry's value that the snap share fell to only 50%, matching Deion Lewis in a week two loss to the Colts. This wasn't a blowout loss that forced a pass-heavy game flow early, but Henry's apparent breakout could be followed by a serious letdown if he continues to see such limited playing time. So I'm going to tell you right now, sell Derrick Henry. Trade him away. Wow. I mean, hey, time will tell. When Terrell Long comes back, people are still not talking about that. Like, their starting left tackle is one of the best left tackles in the game. is coming back soon. And I'm excited for that, and I think they're going to start feeding them more. And I, I mean, the passing work hasn't been there, but I never, I even told you, I was, I was high on Derrick Henry, and knowing the passing work wasn't going to be there. But last game I want to talk about today, Dad, is the Ravens Cardinals. Lamar Jackson did Lamar Jackson things. Marquise Brown had way more snaps this week and ran a lot of snaps. So Marquise Brown is going to be a top 24 wide receiver this year. He is Lamar Jackson's guy, and Lamar Jackson really only throws two people. He throws to Marquise Brown right. and Mark I mean, Andrews. What a guy. If you, picked, if you picked him up on week two waiver wires, good for you. Yeah. Because he's done it now two weeks in a row, and I think it's going to continue. And I think you're right. And Andrews is his other favorite target. Andrews is another tight end that, I mean, he, he's, he's, he's in the top five. He might even he be a second tight end. Number one tight right end. What is he? The first number one tight oh end right gosh. now. So, so there you George go. Kittle if you picked him up in year. your draft, good for you. He is George Kittle of last year. And I picked him up in two. I had him in two leagues. I drafted him. I drafted him in our biggest league. No, I don't know. In my home, in the home league, I drafted him. I'm happy to have him. And then on the other side of the ball, um, I would buy low on David Johnson for sure because he had a wrist injury, and that's what a lack of touches were there. And you know they want to really force him out there and do a lot because of that wrist injury. But he seems to be good yep. to go. And then Kyler Murray, 348 yards passing against mm-hmm. one of the best defenses on a tough road matchup. What's what's the Thoughts on that? A lot of touchdowns is going to go up. I think he's just going to get better. I mean, he had a he had a tough week one, right, where he didn't do nothing until the fourth quarter of that game. And the second week, he looked a little better. So he's adapting to the NFL pretty good. So I look for better things moving forward with this kid. Me as well. Buy low if you can. People may be scared because he didn't have any touchdowns. So buy low on Kyler Murray. Yeah. And Superflex, two quarterback leagues I'm talking about. Because in one quarterback leagues, it doesn't really matter what, what quarterback you have. Right. But I'm buying low on Kyler Murray. I'm buying low on David Johnson. Christian Kirk, buy low on him if you possibly can because he's getting targets yep. too. And yeah, I'm Larry Fitzgerald's going to do Larry Fitzgerald things. So I say trade for Mike Evans too. Mike Evans is a good buy low. Um, he had a lot of air yards, but the Winston's got to get a little better in my opinion, but he didn't look awful. And he also was fighting an illness week one and he had an early short week playing on Thursday night. So now he has more time to, you know, feel better and, get rid of that sickness hopefully so i'm right. excited to see what mike evans can do when he's healthy i i mean we'll see what happens this week but right. that's gonna do it for today's show and hopefully you guys took away some things we get this pretty quickly under 45 minutes um once again follow me on twitter at justin fsff my dad's twitter is at paul fsff 
And then at Father Son FF is the podcast Twitter. And we're getting a new logo soon. Excited about that. You're going to like the new logo. We have three to decide from. I, th- I think we're, all three of them looked fantastic. It was a tough choice to, to make one, but it, you'll, you'll check it out. It looks pretty good. Yeah, definitely does. So we're excited to launch that soon. And then we have our DFS show coming Friday. We're going to have special guest Matt Williams on from FF Statistics. He's going to... He's very good at DFS. He's good, at, so he's gonna help us out with some picks this week and some plays. Awesome! You guys will, you guys will like so that. So look episode. for that episode Saturday morning. And if you guys are new and haven't subscribed already, please subscribe to the podcast. And yeah, we'll see you guys later. See you later.